to the great Northwest. This is Portland's Afternoon News. On your first choice for live local news. FM News 101. Welcome on in Thursday afternoon and a busy one at that. We're going to get right to it here. I'm Cooper Banks. I'm Lucinda Kay. Thanks for tuning in. It is in the 70s and it's 4.03. We start today with developing news in downtown Vancouver. Police tell us three people are injured after a shooting at a retirement apartment complex. Shooting happened about 2.30 this afternoon in the lobby of the Smith Tower at 5th and Washington. Kim Cap with Vancouver Police says the suspect is barricaded inside an apartment in the building. We have identified uh, the potential suspect. Uh, he is a resident of the apartment complex and we have been in verbal com- communication with him through crisis negotiators uh, for some time now uh, in an attempt to get him to peacefully surrender. AMR reports one person has died. Now we've researched information on the Smith Tower, and here's what we know. It has 170 studio and one-bedroom apartments and appears to be 14 stories tall. It's considered an affordable retirement community. Police are currently working on a family reunification area for loved ones to meet up with the residents, but that area has not yet been set up. KXL's Mike Turner is on the scene and will bring you any updates just as soon as they become available. The attorneys for the man accused of killing two people on a MAX train ask the court to take the death penalty off the table. KXL's Rosemary Reynolds gains insight from a legal expert. Jeremy Christian's lawyers have asked that two aggravated murder charges facing him be thrown out. The request to remove the death penalty comes after a new law went into effect in late September. It changes the definition of aggravated murder. KXL legal expert Kevin Sally explains. And they're also, I think, just seeking a declaration, just basically confirmation that, uh, that the death penalty is no longer an available sentencing option uh, in that case. If convicted of first-degree murder, Christian could receive true life with no possibility of parole or life with the possibility of parole after 30 years. Rosemary Reynolds, FM News 101. 405, do overdue library fines bring shame and guilt? Chicago libraries have become the latest to dump the fines and join the late fee amnesty movement. KXL's Pat Boyle looks at what's happening here. Multnomah County libraries did away with overdue fines for kids a couple of years ago. That was a first step for us uh, in understanding uh, how the fines are being, how they impact the community. And so now we're doing more analysis and trying to understand both the financial impacts um, for the community as well as for the library. Operations Director Don Al. Allgaier says they'll spend the next year scrutinizing the rest of the fines. Earlier this year, the American Library Association urged libraries to actively move toward eliminating those overdue fees. Pat Boyle, FM News 101. A longtime volunteer firefighter dies in Washington State. KXL's Grant Mackill has the story. 55-year-old Christian Johnson served as assistant fire chief for Okanogan County Fire District 3. Last month, while he and another firefighter were working the Spring Cooley Fire in eastern Washington, their truck was overcome with flames. His partner escaped, but turned back and treated Johnson. Sadly, it wasn't enough. Johnson died Wednesday from his burns at a hospital in Seattle. Before his death, his wife Pam described his personality. Compassionate, selfless, kind, generous, caring, and humble will bend over backwards to help someone. He believes in giving back to his community through volunteering, and his family and friends are very important to him. Brent McHill, FM News 101.
This MLB great may not get to play with his team this postseason. From the KXL Sports Desk, here's Peter Sampson. The New York Yankees have left CeCe Sabathia off their roster for the American League Division Series. He has issues with his pitching shoulder. Sabathia had a cortisone shot and did not respond well enough after throwing in a simulated game. Sabathia, who also serves as a baseball analyst for ESPN, will miss at least the first round of the playoffs in his final season as a major leaguer. And as he looks to expand his brand on and off the court, Lakers forward Kyle Kuzma signed a five-year footwear and apparel endorsement deal with Puma. That deal is expected to pay him more than $20 million over the life of the contract with additional incentives that could escalate the total value. And moving on from Nike, the Lakers forward will look to establish himself as a face of the brand while giving up wearing his idol Kobe Bryant's longtime Nike signature sneakers. Sports at 15 and 45, I'm Peter Sampson. FM News 101. Time. For the five things you need to know today. First, President Trump catching a lot of flack for suggesting that China should investigate Joe Biden. The president didn't make the suggestion over a phone call. He said it publicly during a news conference with reporters. This is the equivalent of Richard Nixon in the middle of Watergate coming out on the White House lawn and saying, yep, I bugged the Democratic headquarters and I'm going to do it again. Larry Sabato is the director of the Center for Politics at the University of Virginia. Today, the president told reporters outside the White House that while he hasn't asked China's leader to investigate Biden, it's, quote, something we could start thinking about. Meanwhile, Vice President Mike Pence tells reporters potential corruption by the Biden family should be investigated. The fact that that my predecessor had a son who was paid $50,000 a month to be on a Ukrainian board at the time that Vice President Biden was leading the Obama administration's efforts in Ukraine, uh, I think is worth looking into. Pence talked to reporters in Green Valley, Arizona, a small retirement community north of Tucson. On the other end, Pence says Congress should stop its impeachment investigation. Pence says Congress has other issues to attend to. A night training exercise for U.S. paratroopers goes bad. At least 22 soldiers are hurt. It happened last night near Camp Shelby in Mississippi. An Army spokesperson says the injured parachute infantry soldiers were among 650 who jumped from C-130 aircraft during the exercise. Some paratroopers got blown off course from their intended landing zone and into a stand of pine trees. Injuries were primarily complaining to back pain and extremity injuries related to the paratrooper exercise. Dr. Donald Duncan with Forest General Hospital. He says the Army is prepared for these kinds of things. Brand new details about yesterday's B-17 crash in Connecticut. We are aware that the pilot radioed air traffic control and stated there was an issue with one of the engines. We identified that engine in the wreckage and we secured it for further examination. That's NTSB board member Jennifer Hammondy. Federal investigators are on the scene of that crash of the vintage World War II bomber. Seven people are dead and more are injured. And MGM Resorts reaching a massive legal settlement with victims of the worst mass shooting in U.S. history. Approximately 735 to $800 million. MGM Resorts, which owns the Mandalay Bay Hotel, will not be on the hook for most or possibly any of that. The company has insurance coverage for $751 million. Robert Eglett is the lead attorney for the plaintiffs. It's been a difficult case on both sides. More than 4,400 plaintiffs are involved, including those wounded and the families of those killed. CBS's Steve Futterman reporting in those the five things you need to know today.